Welcome to Gold with Jeanette Schneider, nuggets of inspiration for a bigger, badder, more purposeful life. Each week we share wisdom, insights, and gold from those living their very best lives. After 23 years in finance and a fancy SVP title, I left corporate America to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Now the CEO of my own media company, my goal is to change the world for my daughter and her friends. My first book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, dropped this past fall and is based on what women wish they would have known when they were girls. This is purposeful content, big conversations, and a safe place for us to share our gold and our dreams for the future. We record every week from the sound studio at The Space LV. Vipul Basanya is the host of Know Your Legacy podcast. Not only does the show have a consistent five-star rating on iTunes, but he was able to build a 500 million plus network in 12 months. His intuitive ability to build and leverage relationships has allowed him to gain a reputation as a talented super connector amongst many high performers. He regularly speaks on the topic of consciousness and universal laws to teach others how to become a magnetic force that attracts abundance into their lives. During our time together, Vipul shares the seven universal principles with real life examples. We are breaking down the meanings behind vibes, the law of attraction, and the magic and science behind manifesting. Let's dig in. I am so excited to have on Gold with me today, Vipul Bisanya from Know Your Legacy. Thank you, Vipul, from calling in from across the pond. I appreciate you spending the time with me today. Uh, most definitely. I appreciate you taking the time to have me on this platform to share uh, my journey and my wisdom so far. And I just want to take a minute just to say thank you for, for being courageous enough to chase your dreams, to overcome everything you've overcome, to pro- finally provide this platform for everyone to, to learn from. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. It's so nice sometimes like to be seen. And I was on your podcast and I just felt so like high and inspired when we were done with our conversation. So I just know we're going to have like a really great conversation today. And um, I'm really excited to dig in. And I want to, so Vipul has this wonderful podcast called Know Your Legacy. If you haven't checked it out, please do. You have these beautiful thought leaders and you just have such a way of asking questions and getting deep into kind of the things that are on your mind and soul. And they just come out so pure. Um, And so definitely check out his podcast. But I wanted to talk to you about a very specific subject because I know that this is like near and dear to you. It's something that you feel is your kind of life's purpose is to help raise consciousness. And I think so many people kind of understand the idea of consciousness, vibration, law of attraction from a very kind of fundamental kind of a so-and-so has a great vibe. I really, you know, like this person's energy. But we don't always understand the, the, I guess, the spirituality behind it and maybe sometimes how physics plays into it. And I love that you want to do this, like you want to help create this conversation universally. So I was hoping we could kind of start with the basics and help us understand how you first came to understand consciousness and what you say to people when they're asking you about it and kind of picking at the seams of, of the, the, the entire concept. Yeah, most definitely. So I think just to lay a bit of groundwork here, in terms of consciousness, for me at least, it means being aware, Mm. having a sense of awareness of your surroundings, of your emotions, of your thoughts, of of just life generally as it stands. And that concept unconsciously came to me when I was around 
20 or 21. So at this point, I was studying law at university. This is going back maybe five or six years now. And I was in my final year. And and we spoke, me and you have spoken about this briefly before, but I came down with quite a severe illness, which, mm-hmm. which caused um, sort of complete chaos in my body. And it was quite difficult to, to manage. But at the same time, I started talking to my one of my closest friends about um, some of the bigger questions in life around about that time. And as I look back now, that wasn't a period of time in my life where I was reading or, or studying any of this kind of stuff. It was simply having... Uh, the mindset of asking questions because once you start asking the bigger questions you start looking for bigger answers and when you do that you start to uncover and become more aware of what life has to offer what it actually means what it, what the possibilities are for you for yourself and for those around you for for this lifetime that you're living so that's what we started doing we went back and forth in lots of conversations and when I look back now it's scary to think where that information was almost coming from but as I've studied over the last few years, going more and more into personal development, I realized you've got seven chakras in, in the body, right? And I'm sure you've heard of this concept and many of the listeners have heard of the basic concept of chakras, which are energy centers in your body. Now, the one that's uh, aligned to or associated with um, knowledge or wisdom or, or a clairvoyance, that kind of thing is is the sixth one, which is between the the eyebrows, the the third eye, if you will. And it's it's known to be the one where if the energy is flowing right in your body, information will flow to you from from the universe. And that information is everywhere, but we have to be tuned in to allow it to come into our body. So we're born, from what I understand anyway, the chakras being aligned somewhat, a lot more than they are when, when we become adults. And it's our job to make sure that we're being receptive enough to I guess, absorb this information. So at that point in time, because I was asking some of the bigger questions, I was aligning myself to be more receptive to that information coming through. So I was understanding things a lot better. Like, for example, what is science? And I've spoken to a lot of people about this um, d- during the podcast and with friends. When you look at science, you you look at, okay, the law of gravity, electricity, heat, that kind of stuff. But what is that? What's the thing behind the heat that's causing the heat? You can't answer that. Science can't answer that. Science is just a description of what's actually happening in the world, like photosynthesis. Okay, you know, the sunlight's coming into the into the plant and then it gets food and then it lets out oxygen, et cetera, et cetera, and it grows. But what's causing that whole process to happen? That's the field of awareness, consciousness that you want to tap into to allow yourself to see a lot more than what you can see on surface level. I hope that makes sense. It's deep. <laughs> it's, it's deep and it makes sense. I, I think that's the one thing that's been really fascinating for me is as I've kind of gotten deeper into my own journey, understanding the difference between kind of the spirituality and how sometimes science has something to do with it or a, a question that I ask. And I love, so my cousin's a physicist and I love asking him some of these grander questions because what you find is that no one ever really knows all of the answers. They have speculations. They have um, ideas as to how things are, are related. So I guess my question to you would be, when you look at all of this stuff and you talk about consciousness being both kind of spiritually based to some extent and then you've got the science behind it that there's science but then there's the unexplained. There are a lot of people I think who are afraid of being open and being available to 
the awareness, what would you say to folks who are kind of playing at it, who are interested and they hear their friends talking about how they're able to attract wonderful things in their lives or create abundance or healthy relationships because of this better consciousness, but are kind of playing at the outskirts of it? How would you tell them to start leaning in? I would tell them that you don't need to lean in Hmm. because because you're not ready for it. If you're not ready to lean in, it means you're not ready. So I'll I'll tell you why I say that is because if this information had come to me a day earlier, a year earlier, a month earlier, it wouldn't have meant anything to me. It came to me at the right time in my life where I was able to actually understand it and digest it at that level. So if you're going through a, a situation in your life and the resources, the experiences, the perspectives, your current state of knowledge isn't serving you, it's not helping you get over this, the issues that you're going through or the struggles that you're trying to overcome, then you're going to ask the bigger questions. You're going to start looking for other resources, experiences, and at that point, you'll start to become more open. Mm-hmm. So those people who are closed off to it, you, ca- you, can't, for- you can't force it. So one of the, one of the, the th- in the universal principles, one of the first things that that's said at the start of, of the book, the Kabbalion, which states the seven universal principles where a lot of these concepts are talked about is the lips of wisdom are closed except to the ears of understanding. Mm. Now, if you're not ready to receive the information, you're not going to understand it. It's not going to even present itself. When you get to that place in your life where you are asking the bigger questions because you're frustrated, because you you think that there's more out there and you're searching for more, you may not have the the answers at that particular moment, but the intention you're putting out to the universe is show me more signs, show mm-hmm. me more, show me more. And you're, you're set, what, you're, what you're saying is I'm ready to see more. I'm ready to understand it. So bit by bit, you'll be fed information that you can actually understand. If I was given all of these principles and the things that I now know, maybe five years ago, it would have gone all over my head and I may have thought it was woo-woo because mm-hmm. it's too much. So lean into it to the extent that you feel comfortable. Don't you don't have to try and understand or learn everything that the next person knows or that I know or that you know because everyone's going on their own journey and so you should do what what you feel is comfortable to you. I love that because I remember when I was on um, kind of at my worst and I was open and looking for answers and I had my own conditioning and I had my own kind of expectations and friendships that thought that this journey was weird right? But I was open for the first time because the old way wasn't working. And you're right. Things started to come to me in small moments and flashes and introductions and books and podcasts and different things that started to kind of open my mind and my awareness that there's another way to live, right? The way I'm living is not working and I'm sad and I'm miserable. So I'm just going to open myself up to what appears in my life and be willing to accept or at least kind of poke at it and, and allow it to be what it is and it just started to formulate this really beautiful path and this amazing friendships and connections that I I would today I'm I'm so glad that all of those bad things happened (laughs) to put me in a place where I was open enough to do that and I love the idea that we have to almost be at a vibrational match to it and a lot of people don't understand that they kind of look at things and say oh I like that person's vibe or that person's energy can you talk to us a little bit about how vibration attracts yeah so um, just before I do I just want to say something on on the point you made previously is Mm -hmm. in terms of the people that aren't ready to to take in that information or closed off to it I'll give you a quick example that would make it a bit more um, tangible for people that are listening so my best friend who I've known for about 18 years now 
about five years ago when I was going through this phase of, you know, learning more, reading more, researching more and, and asking the bigger questions. I came back on, on summer vacation and we went to the gym and I was seeing him after a very long time. And I said, you know what, I think I've got a lot more interest in, in philosophy recently. And he just looked, cause I've never said that before. I've never been into that subject or anything close to it. So he just looked at me in this funny way and started laughing and said, no, you, you, you must be joking. Cause I don't know you like that. Like that's not the kind of stuff you talk about. Mm -hmm. And over time, as I started speaking to him more and more about it, trying to get him to understand and say, look, this stuff can actually improve your life. It's, it's changing the way I see things. He would always brush it aside. And now I realize the truth cannot be told. It can only be realized. And I say that because even though me and you understand these concepts and the people listening may do, those people who are not ready won't understand it until they're at a place in their life to understand it. And now, after me saying this for a few years, my best friend, he's so deep into it now that he's taking spiritual trips abroad. He's investing in courses. He's investing in mentors in, in that particular area. But he had to come to that place himself. Yeah. So everyone's journey is different. I love that. And it's it's so true because there's so many times that we want to help people. And we want to like give them right the answers and the path and say, here, do this thing. And I was talking to a woman about this recently. She's like, what is it about me? What does it say about me that I'm constantly trying to give people answers um, to, the, to the questions they haven't asked or they're not ready to know the answers to? Um, and I, I think it's it's really fascinating when you allow someone to be on their own path, right? And allow them to have that realization. And it's it's hard sometimes because you want to be like, it's so much easier if you just do this thing. But um, and I love the way you you verbalize that about how it's so important for them to to realize instead of being told. That's absolutely true. Um, Definitely. Talk to so me. I think this. Go yeah, ahead. the second thing you said about vibration, right? Yeah. So. I think in terms of um, vibration, understanding, I, I think that just to lay the foundation, this is the third principle out of the seven universal principles. So the first one is that the universe is mental. Everything starts in the mind. The, the second one is uh, the law of correspondence. So whatever's going on inside you is uh, going to be the same that projects itself outside. So your environment is a reflection of what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. And the third one is vibration. Now, the reason this is important, and a lot of people talk about this, is probably because of the law of attraction. But what they don't realize is the law of attraction, while it might be good in terms of, you know, having the, the pictures on, the, on your wall, having the quotes and, mm -hmm. and uh, um, you know, writing down your goals and all that kind of stuff, you can do all of that stuff. But if you're not in the right vibration mentally and physically, it's impossible to attract that stuff into your life. Now, I'll, I'll give you an example. So my 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 15 year old brother actually asked me how this concept worked. And that forced me to have to understand it at such a level that I could explain it in, in a basic way. Mm -hmm. And so what the way I explained it to him, and I'll explain to anyone who asks me now because of my understanding is that everything vibrates. So this this laptop, you, me, my phone, my the water bottle that I'm drinking out of, all of that stuff vibrates and it vibrates at a, a different level. So for example, some things vibrate so fast that they seem still like a, a car tire when it's when, when you're driving 100 miles an hour, for example, it doesn't look like it's moving because it's vibrating that fast. Now everything in the scale of low to high has a vibration somewhere along the line. And if the thing that you're looking for is vibrating at a certain level, you have to match that 
in order for it to be entered into your life. So by you being in that particular state, that thing will have no choice but to turn up in your life. So if you think of it objectively, whatever is going on around you right now, the people and the experiences you're having today is a result of the vibration you're in right now. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for stuff that you haven't currently got, it means you're not in the right vibration yet. It doesn't mean you can't get there. You just need to figure out how. I love that. And I think it's so true. Like if you look at the relationships, especially like if you think of it from a vibrational and I have a lot of people ask me specifically about relationships, right? How do you manifest a, a healthy, strong, purposeful relationship? And I think, you know, there's a lot of work that has to be done internally and we see people continuing patterns in relationships and in the interactions that they have and the same types of um, patterns being played out across the relationships until they make a decision at some point in time. And, you know, I'm very much about pulling out old programming and understanding why we're showing up in certain ways and making sure that we're pulling out all of these old beliefs that we might have about ourselves in order to show up in a different way. Um, and that hopefully that different way is a higher vibe, a higher um, place of, of being to where you're starting to attract people who are also looking for the same things, who are also interested in the same type of um, whether it's purposeful living or whether it's relating, um, they're coming into your life in, in those, in those ways. And, um, there's so many questions that I get asked about manifesting, um, partners. And I don't talk about romantic relationships very much, but it's really interesting. I've been asked a lot about that. Do you think it has to do with your internal work that helps you move to that higher vibrational state? Yeah, so I mean, I'm not uh, an expert in that in that area by no means, but based off my own personal experience, because that's the only place I can talk from, mm -hmm. manifesting a healthy, strong, and purposeful relationship, as you as you said that you've been asked, the the way to bring that kind of person into your life is by being healthy, strong, and purposeful yourself. Mm -hmm. Because as I said, the the second principle, the law of correspondence, as within, so without which means everything that's going on around you is simply a reflection of what's happening inside. So if you're not healthy, strong, and purposeful yourself, you can't have healthy, strong, and pur purposeful people in your life. It's, it's, it's not going to work out. You can't imagine a high-performing athlete who's an Olympian mm -hmm. hanging around with someone who smokes, drinks, and eats KFC all day. That's not <laughs> going to be there. That's not, that's not going to be their group of friends because they're at a completely different level. So that athlete is going to have other athlete friends. Right. Talk to me about talk to me about the rest of the principles. I'm I'm appreciating this journey. This is really fascinating to me because I haven't really dug into it this deeply. Yeah. So no, definitely. So so the first I think we've talked about two and three, mm -hmm. uh, but that's the natural natural state of the you know the natural flow of where this conversation's gone. Um, but the first one is the the law of mentalism. Basically, it states that the universe is mental, so everything starts in the mind. So if you, you, you haven't taken control of the energy that's in your mind, the thoughts, the emotions, the feelings, then everything that you see outside is going to be a reflection of that. It's not, it's, it, you have to realize that everything that goes on in your mind is what allows you to control the things that are around you. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is when you want to go to a particular place, for example, me and you said, um, we're going to meet at the studio near the Hard Rock Hotel, mm -hmm. but before those words came out, there had to be a thought that I want to record an episode with Jeanette. And then the words followed, okay, where can we meet? Mm -hmm. Oh, we can meet by the studio. So everything starts with a thought. If you want to, if you want to drive to a certain place, let's say Texas, 
you have to think about wanting to go to Texas before you open the door, get in the car and drive. So everything starts with a thought first. So everything is mental. If you're thinking about eating a chocolate cake, it's because you thought of thought about it a few seconds or a few minutes before, and then you open the fridge or you picked up the phone and you ordered it. So that's the first principle. Um, the second one is the law of correspondence. We, we touched on it slightly, um, but as within, so without. So mm -hmm. everything that you see around you is a reflection of what's going on inside. So if you don't like the environment that you're currently in or the people that you're surrounded by or the experiences that you're having, it's because the experiences and the person you are inside isn't to the level that you want it to be. And so that's where the inner work comes in. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's been about self-love, about healing the trauma, about figuring out how to manage my emotions, not being reactionary. And what I mean by that is something I've been trying to do a lot more recently is come from a place of action, not reaction. Mm -hmm. So if I'm getting into an argument with someone that I love or, a f or, or, or someone at work or you know anyone that I'm coming into contact with, I used to allow that person to penetrate my emotions. So I might enter the conversation expecting to be mature and to help, you know, want to resolve it and help that person. But if they're throwing abuse at you or they're, they're throwing a lot of anger and jealousy, whatever it might be, that used to erupt an emotion in me and then cause me to be the same same way. You'd match but them. If you, exactly. And so now what's going on inside me has become a result of what's happening outside because I let them control me. But if you can control what's going on inside and realize that if you don't have control over your mind, body and spirit, then that's the ultimate form of slavery. Mm -hmm. Because then you can't go anywhere. You're trapped in your body. But if you can control those three things, then it doesn't matter who you're coming into contact with, what you're going through, what experience you're having, you've got the ultimate control. Because if that person is throwing abuse at you, I can choose to throw abuse back or I can choose to be silent mm -hmm. and let it pass. And then I've controlled the I have controlled the situation. I haven't be been reactionary. I've come from a place of I'm going to take action. I'm going to consciously just come back to consciousness, being aware of what's going on. Taking, um, I'm consciously going to take the action not to say anything, to allow this person to pass and allow this energy to, to pass by because this person is probably hurt. This person is probably yeah. going through a situation right now and it's coming out on me. So that's the, the whole concept of as within, so without, as without, so within. So, it, you know, it, it goes back and forth. So that's I, the second one. I love but that. I feel like. Well, I feel like you want to say something. No, I do because I I get it. So that to me is really fascinating. I feel like more people need to kind of wrap their arms around it, especially I remember being in corporate America and I would work with very um, – worked with a lot of very wealthy people and they would get upset about certain things. I've been yelled at a lot. I have learned how to um, disarm, right? Because I never wanted to be brought into that space and I didn't want to take it with me. So I learned very quickly um, to do that to some extent. It's harder when it's familial or friendships, right? Because it seems like people who know you the best know how to say the things to, to get those buttons, right? So it's a little bit more difficult, but I really appreciate kind of the idea that there's a separation. There's a separation and what's within you is yours and they have their own, I always think of it as like a thought bubble behind them 
And I always try to imagine that when I'm in a difficult or conflicted situation, that every event that they've had and every message that they've received throughout their life is in that thought bubble behind them. So they might be coming at me from a place of fear or anger or jealousy, but that really has nothing to do with me. It has to do with their previous events, life choices, experiences, what have you. And if you can remain in that place um, and and speak with love and speak directly, I've learned that it really helps kind of disarm and kind of shift the interaction even for them. Yeah, exactly. That You're exactly right. That's something that I think about all the time. And it's it's that everything that's happened to a person up to today has made them the person that they are. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's gone on a different journey. And if you can come from a place of compassion, as hard as that is, even with the people that you love, then it will improve the relationship so much more. Because when you think about this, if you're anger, uh, if you're angry, sorry, or you're, you're jealous or you're annoyed or frustrated, you can't be loving at the exact same time. It's impossible to be um, grateful and loving at the same time as being angry and frustrated and um, hurt. You have to choose one or the other. And so when you come from that place of understanding, you're more open to allow the love to flow through you. I love that. And I think it's such a beautiful thing to like, I you know, when I witness hurts between friends and frustrations um, between family members, it's funny because objectively, if I'm not involved in it, you can see the pain in each of them, right? Exactly. Yep. But when you're when you're in it, sometimes you get caught up in the storyline. So I just think it's a really great reminder for anyone who's listening, you know, as you're moving into places of conflict to to create that that separation and recognizing that pain that has nothing so many times to do with you. So thank you for that. Thank you for that reminder. Keep going. Tell me more. I like I like this journey. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the fourth fourth principle is the law of polarity. So this basically states that everything has two sides. So hot and cold, up and down, left and right, backwards and forwards, um, in and out, night and day. Um, and the reason this is important is because there are no absolutes. So you can't say that it's hot right now or you can't say it's cold right now because if you look at a thermometer you can't tell me where hot begins and cold ends or cold begins and hot ends it's just different degrees of the exact same thing it's one energy and you're just experiencing it at a different degree Mm. but it's one thing and that's i guess that's the philosophical the scientific side of it and the same thing goes for day and night you can't tell me the sun uh sorry the yeah the sun is setting here and the moon is slowly starting to come out. But I can't tell you an exact time where I can now call it nighttime or daytime. It, it's, it, it gradually fades into each other as the, as the time goes on throughout the day. And the reason this is important, and I made a video on this on, on, uh, on YouTube and on Instagram recently, the reason this is important is because when you look at success, which a lot of people are trying to attain in their lives, whatever the definition might be, you naturally experience failure along the way. But for so many people, failure is something that turns them away from the whole process. But what you don't realize is failure is the exact same thing as success. It's just the opposite spectrum. Mm -hmm. But you're already on the path to success. You're just experiencing a different version of that success, a different degree of it. You're experiencing it on one side. It's not good or bad. It's just, it's objective. It's, It's part of the same journey. You're just in the early process of it. So let's say, 
your your goal is to make a, a million dollars or a million pounds or to be you know rich and famous and at the start you're getting a lot of rejections you're losing a lot of money that doesn't mean that money and that fame isn't there for you it's there but the initial steps and the initial experiences have to teach you what it takes to actually get to the end goal that you're looking for but you're you're on that journey to get there because everything is a journey so if you think of it from that perspective nothing can really turn you away because if for example i'm trying to get a big podcast guest and they keep rejecting me I, i've had a lot of rejection emails from a certain person that i'm trying to get <laughs> on and their business partner is, is clearly you know putting me off to say oh he's busy he's busy he's busy i'm not getting turned away and the reason being is because i'm creating invisible momentum so if i don't ever start if i don't ever reach out then i know for sure it's never going to happen mm -hmm. but if i start now I'm starting to move across the degrees of, of the spectrum, moving toward complete rejection to, okay, she's talking to me a bit more, to, okay, <laughs> he, might, he might be he might giving me more than just a one-liner, right. to the next six months are busy, or the next thing might be circle back in a few months. Okay, now she said circle back, which was better than saying, no, he's busy. And then, you know, a year or two later, she might open up a space and say, yeah, he's free. I'll, I'll book you into his calendar. But I was already there from day one. I was just experiencing the early days of that journey. If you if you see what I mean, I hope this makes sense. No, it totally makes sense because I'm on a journey right now and I'm like, oh, cause I have, I was telling you before we got started, I have decision fatigue, you know, um, I have, I'm making huge decisions and there's a lot of um, fear and worry for failure, right? And so I think it's really fascinating though, cause if I look back over the course of, my life, my journey, it's all led me to this place. And there have been hills and there have been valleys, but that doesn't change that I've now a far more experienced, well-rounded human being, mom, entrepreneur, partner, whatever it may be. Um, and so like you actually, I, I think I needed to hear this today <laughs> just because like sometimes when you're on the path, it's hard to see that it's truly a journey and a failure is not an end. You know, I think yeah, sometimes... so so the the reason that's important. Sorry to cut you off there, no, but the, I, I, I yeah, based on what you just said, I think Wayne Dyer said in a conversation with Oprah that he and he was paraphrasing. He said that Albert Einstein once said, "I just want to be able to see like God," and what he meant by that was, "I want to be able to see the bigger picture, the bird's eye view of how this whole thing maps out." Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking at the failures or I'm exper experiencing the the so-called setbacks or the hardships or the negative days. I already know that days, months, years from now, this all makes sense anyway. So I need to continue. It's part of the same journey. I will get there eventually. I'm just experiencing a different part of the journey right now. So if you can if you can rise above your emotions, the immediate emotions of being reactionary to what's actually happening around you and thinking, oh, I'm not good enough or maybe I'm doing something wrong or this is never going to work or this is too hard. That's your immediate reaction to what's going on. And this leads me into the fifth law, which is the law of rhythm, which states that it's natural for things to go up and down. There's a natural rising and falling of everything. Look at look at the waves in the ocean. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not flat. They go up and down. The, the sun, there's daytime and nighttime. It goes up and down. Same with the moon. And it's it's the same way in, in the economy. There's a boom and bust. It just it has to happen. There has to be a natural rising and natural falling. But what we call good, the rising and what we call bad, the falling, that's our label to it. it. It's not good or bad. It just is what it is. It's a process. 
you're calling it good, you're calling it bad. That's your label to it. That's your perspective that you're choosing to take. That's a story. Change the story. Instead of saying I'm experiencing a down, say I'm on the way to good. Mm -hmm. I'm on the way to positive. So if you can if you can rise above and be objective to the law of rhythm, which is the up and down of life in every area of your life, then you'll get that clarity of, okay, I'm trying to experience the bigger picture because I understand there will be ups and downs, but I'm neutral to both. I will enjoy them both equally. And that's where I guess this whole concept of being present comes in. Because if you're present, then you're never truly living in the past or you're never really taking the the so-called negative days to too hot you're not letting them get you down because you're always living in the moment rather than thinking about what happened five minutes ago or 10 minutes ago or 24 hours ago I love that and I think it's so important too because to have that kind of perspective without looking for external validation I think that's I think that's what's hard is in those rhythms we have natural kind of um ways of measuring success, ways of, and not even just over the course of a career or a lifetime, but even quarter to quarter, right? I mean, anytime you've worked in any type of environment, they've got to have performance measurements to make sure that you're always heading in a specific direction and blah, blah, blah. And I think sometimes to pull ourselves out of that and look at the ebb and the flow and say, okay, that this is just the natural kind of course of things, um, it does, it takes a lot of presence. It takes a specific mindset to be able to move away from the conditioned ways of viewing, you know, the, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of life. Um, then I think we've been kind of programmed, uh, just because of the way that our, our culture has been, been set up to kind of measure us, um, in life, in relationship, in, in career, um, but I think that's really beautiful to kind of look at each of them and say, okay, this is kind of the journey heading on to the next. And having been in finance, I absolutely know the ebbs and flows of the markets. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. yeah, exactly. you're kind of See, like, it's oh, it's going to be a good well. year. It's going to be a bad year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, it's in finance as well. So it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as long as you're, you're present with the journey and you understand the concept, you're less likely to feel like it's, it's an issue that is uniquely you know, happening to you sure. and you'll start to think more of it as this is just nature. This is what happens. This, I expect this to happen. It's just about how I choose to deal with it. I love it. I love it. Keep going. So, Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny I because like, you have I feel such, like you're, I feel like I'm reading you a bedtime story. No, you <laughs> are because like, here's what's funny is that you can go really deep into this subject and I'm learning right now. Right. So I'm just kind of sitting here with like my arms open, like just keep telling me the things because I know that it helps me gain perspective and, and I'm just one, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing you. Right. So like, I'm just one person, but I'm sure like if we can put it into real life kind of scenarios for the listeners, um, it's, it's great to hear hope in other mindsets, right? In other ways of attracting positivity and, and, and living a fuller life. Then I think some of the podcasts that we probably pop on that are talking about like three ways to success and four ways to, so I'm just like, just sitting here with, you know, my arms wide open being like, tell me more. Exactly. No. So this goes back to what I said at the start about the lips of wisdom are closed, except to the ears of understanding. Now you're in a place in your life and the listeners, whoever listens to this at the time that it's out, will naturally have come to a place in their life where they're probably ready to understand this. Because mm -hmm. this episode 
will not show up on their feed. They will not find out about it unless they really have to, unless they're ready to to hear it. So I'm, yeah, I, I love talking about this stuff as you, as you can tell, because it's had such a big impact in my life and mm. woken me up to the possibilities of how I guess this world actually works in a way that we weren't taught in school. Yes. So, um, so the sixth, the sixth principle is the law of cause and effect. So that there is absolutely nothing that happens by random. Randomness is is not a concept. And the reason that's the case is because anything that you think is random or a, a coincidence or a synchronicity is a number of cause and effects and the number of actions that have taken place that are simply incalcul- incalculable by the human mind. Like we cannot fathom what had to happen in order for that event to take place. But it doesn't mean it was random. It was all calculated at such a high level by the universe that we simply just can't, you, you just can't fathom it. You won't be able to work it out like a, like a, a maths equation. It's just beyond, beyond us. And so we, we obviously label it chance or coincidence or synchronicity, but nothing happens by accident. Something has happened along the way for the domino effect to happen to lead up to that particular point mm-hmm. in both that, but both people's lives, whoever's coming into contact at that time. And the, uh, the book states or the principle states that, every cause has an effect every effect has a cause so it's a never-ending chain of of things that are going on now for example there imagine a farmer um you know far far away who's who's planted a seed for apple for an apple tree to grow he grows the apple tree and he's you know working away on the farm trying to make money for his family and he nurtures the the tree the plant every single day he makes sure that there's no bugs and all that kind of stuff and then packages it all when it's ready when they're when they're ripe enough packages it all takes it to where he needs to take it and then gives it to the person who's picking it up that person then picks it up travels across borders or travels through a a plane or whatever it might be to get it into the states or to get it into london and then from london someone else picks it up um like a supermarket and then stocks it on their shelves and then whoever's working at that particular sh- in that particular shift will then unpack it, put it on the on the on the grocery store, and then you'll walk in one day, and you'll be in a place where you see that apple, you pick it up, you want to eat it, and now you've eaten it, you feel a little bit more energetic because you're starting to eat a bit more healthier. Rather than choosing a chocolate bar, you chose the apple, and then because you're feeling like you've got a lot more energy and you feel good about yourself because you're creating positive habits. Now you're going to do a bit more work because you've got more clarity of focus because you've eaten better that day. And because you've got clarity of focus, you've taken more action on your business. And because you've taken more action on your business, now you start to make more connections, more money, more experiences, more positive momentum is happening in an area of your life that you care about. And because that's happening, the next day goes better and the next day goes better. And see how it all started with a random farmer across the world who Mm -hmm. planted a seed. There's a cause and effect to everything. So you might be thinking... I'm just picking up a random apple from the store, but think about all the things that happened for that apple to lead there. And then you picked it up. And because you felt good, you took better action. And because you took better action, that led to better results. And then that led to an increase in confidence, which led to more action. And it's a never-ending chain. And that happens not just with food, but with everything. 
it's so interesting to think of it from this kind of like this place of it almost is like a beautiful story like you were saying you're telling me a bedtime story um it's almost like this beautiful story but I also understand it from um from a business perspective right because I see this I see this happening with supply and demand and we worked with farmers who would provide for you know our some of our clients would buy farms and provide for communities and you'd see them rise and fall based on um, the needs and the values and it's it's so interesting how we are all so incredibly connected and yet we don't always recognize that we don't recognize how things that are happening here affect um, women in Africa how things you know clean water affects all women how like there's it's just so fascinating to me how in so many ways nature and um, business and just life we're all just so incredibly interwoven I mean, we, de- definitely and we if don't you give it see, a second thought <laughs> if, yeah yeah no exactly if you were to see how all the strings were connected you'd go crazy because there's so much that has to go into it and that's why you think certain things are random or you or you just take certain things for granted for example that you know the box of apples just lying there mm-hmm. but you don't realize that if you were to understand how everything that you're experiencing came to be you your brain wouldn't be able to process there's too much for your yeah. brain to process so we just see the you know the the finished product which is the stuff that's in front of us we don't get to see all the actions and the causes and effects that happened as a result for that thing to to be there so i hope that makes sense for people just to shift their perspective a little bit in terms of what's going on in their lives and to take more awareness and um to take more consideration about the things that they're doing because the things that you do every single day have consequences Mm -hmm. So there will be a domino effect for everything that you do, the things that you eat, the words that you say, the time you wake up, whether you exercise that day or not, um, you know, the amount of work you decided to do, the music you're listening to, all of that stuff has a cause and effect relationship with what, how your day is going. And the more days that you can have where you're having positive chains of cause, causes and effects, you're going to start to create a world around you that you, you begin to really like and fall in love with. I love it. I think it's really just fascinating. It's so funny because I was actually unpacking an Amazon box. And as I'm unpacking the Amazon box, I'm thinking about the timber industry and thinking about the timber farmers and how they have – it's just – it's so interesting to me, like how – goods and services and all of these things we can talk about them from one perspective or another and we don't realize the families that it's affecting and things like that so think I mean I think that's really beautiful I'm I'm kind of um I'm relating it back to some of my experiences traveling the world and working in social impact and doing some of those things where it's like you don't realize how your your small little movements each day not only affect you but there's a ripple effect to the people around you even with the things that you purchase um and the companies that you support so um yeah i love it i'll give one 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 small example um boy it's an example that just came to me as you were talking um the reason this is so important in terms of how you're interacting with the world around you is because not only is it going to affect you, but it affects the people that are around you. Mm-hmm. If you walked into a store and you were, and there was a someone that was serving you at the customer service desk who was having a bad day, and they, they were, you know, they were a bit grumpy, and you, as a result, you start to feel a bit more frustrated. But if you realize this concept and everything we've spoken about before, and you're able to sustain yourself and come from a place of action and compassion mm-hmm. and caring you might then turn around and end up having a positive conversation where you tell you start to work with them and you end up 
appreciating them for their time and saying, look, I know you're trying to help me, et cetera, et cetera. And, and really um, making them feel heard and seen. Mm-hmm. Not only does that make you feel better as a person, but that person could have been contemplating suicide that day. That mm-hmm. person could be going through depression. That person could be going, you don't know what that person is going through, but if you've left them better than you found them because of the conversation, and the words you exchanged, they could be making a life-changing decision that day not to do it because they think, you know what, this world is better than I thought it was. And that's how I think about all the people that I speak to. Everyone has a story. You don't know what the story is because you haven't spent time with them for them to read the pages to you about what's going on. So don't take that for granted when you're meeting someone new or meeting someone that you already know because as you said earlier on, the place that they're talking from is based on all the emotions, all the experiences and all the interactions they've had up to that point. Yeah, and then you can change that go forward in that moment you have the opportunity exactly. to, to influence that I think that's that's so beautiful because like we do have a tendency to walk around kind of ignoring the people around us in a lot of ways unless we're being intentional um, unless we're choosing just sometimes there's some days that I'll just play around with the idea of just having a smile on my face wherever I go and it is amazing how that not only affects my mood for the rest of the day, but I see other people interacting with me, smiling at me, saying things to me through the airport, through the grocery store, what have you, just by that simple act of putting a smile on my face as I leave as I leave the house and being like, I'm just going to smile at everyone I see today. And um, it's just it's it's really interesting how how it can how it can move forward and how it can pay forward. So I think, are we on to the last one? Or do we have the, is it yeah, the last Yeah, the principle? last one. Yeah, this is the last one now. Yeah, so the last one is the the principle of gender. So the law of gender. Um, the law of gender basically states that there's masculine and feminine energy in everything. Mm-hmm. And the most important place to think about this when it comes to thinking about how it can affect your life is in your mind. So you've got the conscious mind, which is the masculine mind, and the subconscious mind, which is the feminine mind. And for anything to be to brought to fruition the both have to match equally so you plant the seed through your conscious mind into your subconscious and that seed is a thought so if you have a thought to do something you think of it consciously and then it goes into your subconscious and that's how you start to to program yourself so this is where conversations about um self-talk or conversations about um, the things that you're watching or the things that you're listening to or the conversations you're having with friends are very important because you're programming your mind every single day with those seeds mm-hmm. because the thoughts that you think go into your subconscious and then they program you to create the actions that you go about doing on your daily life which are then called habits if you do them enough and those habits have come about because of repetitive thought and then it goes around in a cycle because what you think becomes what you feel and how you feel then dictates what you think and it becomes a thinking feeling loop. So for anything to be born, understand that you've got masculine energy in your mind and feminine energy. And to be able to harness both, then think about it from the perspective of what is it that I actually want to be born? Because the the subconscious mind never rejects anything, it only accepts it. So whatever you're deciding to think at that time or Um, digest through material that you're watching or the people that you've got around you or the food that you're eating Mm -hmm. you're telling your subconscious a certain message so if I tell myself every day I'm a powerful public speaker then that's what my subconscious is getting fed that's the programming I'm giving myself and so I start feeling like one and because I start feeling like one I show up like one and because I show up like one my confidence is that of a powerful speaker and so then 
I perform that way. And because I perform that way, I get a dopamine rush, which then, you know, see how this just goes into a, a cycle. But the same thing can happen in the opposite direction where um, I can talk to myself negatively or mm -hmm. uh, digest negative material. And that could, again, be fed into my subconscious. And then the cycle goes in the opposite direction where you don't feel good. So you don't take action. And because you didn't take action, you don't feel good. And then it just goes um, downwards in that sense. And the second thing to really take into consideration which comes from this is going through a period of of uh, growth or incubation. I'd prefer to use that word incubation because when you when you when uh, a man and a woman comes together to have a baby, the seed is planted, but the baby's not born the next day. Mm -hmm. It takes nine months of incubation process of growth of nurturing for the baby to be born and to come into this life. The same thing happens with. Um, certain dreams or goals or aspirations that you have you plant the seed every day into your mind but it won't necessarily happen the next day you have to nurture it every single day and nurture that seed that you planted so if you if you say to yourself i want to be um an actor for example a successful actor alias actor who gets awarded uh, an oscar okay you've planted the seed now but it's not that's you're not going to get the uh, the Oscar tomorrow. It's impossible for it to come to fruition that quickly. For some people, it might happen in five years. For some, ten, fifteen. Other t other people, it might happen in a shorter period of time. But what to what you have to realize is once that thought is planted, it's down to you to nurture that seed every single day with positive information, with positive self talk, with positive experiences, so that you're constantly taking the action to go in that direction. And then one day you will get that Oscar or you will get that goal or that aspiration that you've been working toward. But it's a period of mixing uh, masculinity and femininity um, every single day and understanding that you can manipulate those energies because they're yours. Mm -hmm. That's It's your mind. You can take control of it. And I think the word that they use is alchemy. I don't know if you've come across that. I but love that word. They, yeah, they call it me mental. It's mental alchemy when you can mix those two energies um, on command basically and you can only do that this whole thing comes back to consciousness if you're aware that it's even there mm -hmm. so once you become aware now you know and now you know better you can do better no I love it and I think for me it's so important that we talk about the mixture of masculine and feminine because I think that that's one thing that um, has become important in my work is that we have those both both sides of ourselves in in so many ways in which we show up and we have to kind of accept them them both and I love the the idea and what you're talking about like you have to nurture the seed and use the word action and I think that that's such an important thing too is that with this process of, of something coming to life you also have to take active steps it's not that you can feed your mind every day that you are these things you start to believe it but you also take those steps right and that helps you kind of um create the lifestyle and I think that's what I've really appreciated and I feel like I have a lot of alchemy in my life because I have done a lot of reprogramming and a lot of purposeful creating and now the life that I live is so different than the one that I expected right when I was when I was younger and kind of fed in to old belief systems or negative thoughts about myself um and I just I, I'm so I'm elated that this is a way to live and I would never want to live any other way now that I know that you have so much power and control when you work in lockstep with your your mind, soul, and whatever universal energy is available to you. 
uh, to create your own life. And I want to thank you for going through all these steps with me because we weren't planning on that when we first got started. We were going to talk about consciousness, but I love the way conversations flow and it's you can go deep into this subject and I'm just kind of like sitting here like I don't even know what questions to ask just tell me more so thank you for (laughs) indulging me in that way I really do appreciate it I do have a couple of um questions that I ask everyone and um, I'm always curious because you know so much of what I talk about has to do with programming and Mm -hmm. I'm curious when you look back over your life and you look at a younger version of yourself what does he look like what age and what would you say to him Oh, so it's a good question because I do think about this more, you know, from de- from time to time because it time has flown by so quickly. But when I when I look back, that I guess the period of time that comes to life is around the age of sixteen. Mm-hmm. That was for me. That was a time when I'm just to put it into context. I'm 26 now, so we're talking 10 years ago, and that was a time when I really, really, really felt like I was left out in school. Um, I was really trying to make myself fit in by being, by trying to be funny, by trying to be like, uh, you know, trying to do all the things that are associated with being fake and trying to win the hearts of those popular kids. Cause that's, I didn't know any better at the time. It was, I need approval. I need approval. I need Mm -hmm. approval because I don't like this feeling of not fitting in. And what I realized later on is for me, it's okay to be on your own journey because everyone's going at a different pace. And what you don't realize is that the insecurities that I was having at that time, other people were having exactly the same experiences, but in their own way. And you don't realize that because you're the age that you are and you don't have those, these kind of conversations with other 16 year olds. But when you look back, you realize that actually everyone is going through something but it's just manifesting in different ways. And for me, it was trying to seek validation, but just realize that you're okay as you are. I think that's what I would, I would tell him. I like that. You're okay as you are. Like, I think that's very, it's succinct and um, a beautiful message. If you were, if this was kind of end of the world, end of your world, and you needed to leave behind gold nuggets of wisdom, inspiration, something that you knew that you wanted to leave behind for the next gen, um, what, what nuggets would you leave? What gold? So I actually, I give this a lot of thought because it, obviously my podcast is about know, knowing your legacy. And I ask people at the end of my conversations, mm-hmm. you know, what's what's the message you want to leave behind? And when I think about it over the years, it's definitely changed. Um, but what comes to mind recently and what's what stuck with me recently is is simply this is enjoy the process of your life as it unfolds because it only unfolds once. Mm. So being present with whatever's happening, as we said, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the the good and the bad it's it's all part of your journey so just because you're going through a period that you're not necessarily quote unquote enjoying why should you disregard it it's all part and parcel of this adventure this is just a big adventure from the day you're born to the day you die um, and for me uh, the the way that i internalize it and i may be wrong i may be right i don't know but this is my belief system anyway the day you're born you have a certain amount of days to to live out this adventure and then when you die you're just being born into the next life so it's not really death it's just transition mm-hmm. and that's what that's what that's what keeps me ticking is i'm going to have as much fun as i can i'm going to try and be present and learn from everything i possibly can because i know time is running out and eventually when that day comes 
I'll be at peace with everything that I've done, knowing that I'm going to have a transition into the next adventure, wherever that might be, whatever that might be. Yeah, I have a similar kind of belief system, my uh, belief myself. And I kind of look at the end of my life as like, okay, what's next? Like I learned, what did I learn in this lifetime that's going to help me in the next? And um, it's, it's a, from the way I was raised, it gives me a lot of hope and joy um, in comparison and so I, I kind of, I love that. I want to thank you for coming on and indulging me with my just like tell me stories, <laughs> break this all <laughs> down for me, and um, and sharing your gold. Um, I feel very blessed to have met you. And I just want to thank you so much for being willing to kind of talk through this and uh, and being on my podcast today. No, it's likewise, the feeling is mutual. I'm, you know, I don't think anyone meets just randomly, as we said, it all happens for a reason. And if people are listening right now, show, show Jeanette some love, go on iTunes, go on, go on all this, you know, the social media platforms and leave her a review because she puts time and effort in every single um, week, every single month to make sure that you guys get a high quality episode. So the least you can do is leave her a five star review if you enjoyed the episode. I love you. You're awesome. It's like having my own little marketing team. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And definitely check out uh, Know Your Legacy. Um, I'm a big fan. I appreciate the thought leaders that you have on there. And um, thanks. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. One last thing just to quickly say, I know we're running out of time, but um, I've got a massive list of, of ways that people can in, in, increase their vibration. So mm -hmm. that will probably be another two hour conversation, but we'll leave that for when we meet soon. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do part two. We'll do it in person when you're here in Vegas. So De definitely sounds good. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. I love this conversation and Vipul's urging to first create within that which you want outside of you. It is a beautiful way to live. You can find Vipul on Instagram at knowyourlegacy and give his podcast by the same name a follow. As always, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. I'm always interested in content that uplifts, so if you have things you'd like to hear about, please share them with me in the comments. You can also find me on Instagram at ms.janetteschneider or Twitter at msjwrites. Get deep in the work with me to uncover your messaging before you pass it on to your children or the people you influence. Pick up my new book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, available on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. If you want some help moving toward that intentional life, join me every week on my intention journey. I'm inviting you totally free from my heart to your inbox. Sign up for my love notes at JeanetteSchneider.com and before you even wake up on Monday mornings, there will be a huge dose of motivation waiting for you. Yes, I will wake you up on Monday morning with intention setting prompts and give you some tips as to what is setting my soul on fire. On Fridays, I'm going to remind you to let go, recharge, and love yourself up with some self-care prompts to get present in your downtime. Intentional living is where it's at, y'all. Until next time, in the words of my grandma, love each other every day. Thank you.